Shalom uvracha. How are you doing? May the blessing of heavens hover upon us all and open the path for us to to climb to to the right to the right and and golden path to know the Creator from within to recognize His loving kindness upon us all. It's a beautiful thing that um, that we're able to grab so much holiness and purity in every step of the way while attaching ourselves with our mind to the true existence of the Creator in our lives. I, uh, I was learning this morning with a friend and something very, very meaningful and powerful been revealed to me and reminded me of of ancient things that I uh, that I know from from before, but it's very inspiring, and I wanted to share that with you. So it's a known thing that there is a an argument. First of all, we're learning from a book called Likutei Halachot. Likutei Halachot, a book written by Rabbi Nathan of Breslev, the student of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, in Hilchot uh, Hashkamat Boker, learning how to wake up properly in the morning. And um, and it's a known thing that um, there was a huge argument between the house of Hillel and the house of Shammai. Two great sages, first generations to the sages, and they had differences in their perspective, in their way of um, of learning the Torah and setting the Jewish rules, the halakha, for the generations. And um, usually we know that Beit Hillel, the house of Hillel, they were much more um, patient and allowing people to come closer to Hashem. And they were more, um, they were, they were being more light and less strict while um, while setting certain uh, the majority of the halachot of the Jewish rules, and um, and uh, Beit Shammai, the house of Shammai, they were more strict and very very narrow-minded, and always trying to um, make sure that no one will hurt. Um, and disrespect the Torah and the words of Hashem. And of course that uh, Bet Shammai themselves are also... I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example um, to understand a little bit. In, uh, in Masechet Chagiga, in the Gemara, there is a discussion over there between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai on two different kinds of korbanot, of sacrifices that were supposed to be sacrificed in the Temple in the Holy Days. And they are arguing on the amounts of the weight of the animals of the sacrifices that were supposed to be sacrificed in the temple. And one of the sacrifices is a sacrifice that is called Korban Ola, that is rising completely all to Hashem, means that when sacrificing it, putting it on the altar, no one allows to eat from it. It's rising, completely being burnt only for heavens. The Creator enjoys the smell of that sacrifice and no person allows to touch it. And the other sacrifice, it's Korban Chagiga. It's a Korban, a sacrifice that people 
allows to eat from it, the majority, the main part, the major part of that sacrifice will be eaten by the servants, by the Kohanim, and by the people who brought it. Okay, so one is all rising to heaven, and one is all, most of it goes to, to people, for them to enjoy from that sacrifice. So the discussion over there between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai is what will be the weight, the minimal weight of that sacrifice that you, that you should bring. And the argument between them is that Bet Shammai are saying that the sacrifice Ola that is rising all for Hashem will be twice as much in his weight than the sacrifice that is Korban Chagiga that goes to people. Because for them, the honor of heavens, Kvod Shamaim, is more important. And Bet Hillel are saying that the sacrifice for people, the Korban Chagiga, that is the Korban, the sacrifice that should be twice as much in his weight for people to enjoy from it. And the Korban for Hashem can be half of the amount, half of the size of the, of the other sacrifice. Now, you would say, Bet Shammai respecting heaven. And Bet Hillel are thinking about people, thinking about eating people. No, Bet Hillel are explaining over there in Masachet Chagiga that the main happiness of Hashem is to see us, that we are eating and that we are celebrating and that we are happy. Hashem doesn't really need the sacrifice. Hashem doesn't really need uh, the food. He's not eating those sacrifices. He doesn't need it. So... Why does Bet Shammai saying that we need to put twice as much for heavens? Because Bet Shammai are all for Hashem. They think only about Hashem. And Bet Hillel are understanding that the world has been given to us to live in. And the rules of the Torah have been given to us to live by. And the world is for us to survive in and to hold on in. And not to... Not to like not everyone are able to follow this great and, and high and, and strict perspective of Bet Shammai. And this is why the halakha, the general halakha, have been set for the generations to follow the shita, the method of Bet Hillel. So the majority of the halakhot that we're keeping today are based on the methods of Bet Hillel that are easier and lighter and not as strict as Bet Shammai. So... With that introduction, we can go into what Rabbi Nathan wrote in Likutei Halachot about the argument between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel about bringing souls who are very, very far that it will be seen like it's not, they are not worth it to come closer to Hashem. So Bet Shammai are saying that we should hide and cover the light from them that they will not come closer. And Bet Hillel are saying that we should make vessels and to bring the light into such thin and gentle shapes that the light will find its way to illuminate even to those ones who are very, very far for them also to be able to come closer to Hashem Itbarach. And that argument, okay, so there is an argument, and we know from Hanukkah, for an example, in the days of Hanukkah, that um, there is an argument between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai. Bet Hillel are saying that we will lit a first candle in the first day, 
second two candles in the second day three candles in the third day and in that way we'll continue all the days of Hanukkah that the last day will be the day who will shine the most with eight candles in our Hanukkah and Bet Shammai are saying the opposite that in the first day you will put eight candles in the second day seven candles third day you will put six candles so Bet Shammai are reducing the light the amount of light from the shine of the beginning and Bet Hillel are increasing the light with the days so Rabbi Natan is connecting that perspective of Bet Hillel and that argument between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai to that topic of bringing and calling and being mekarev, bringing closer people who will seem to our eyes that are not worthy to, to join the, the public of Hashem, the people of Hashem. I heard once on a certain uh, rabbi that said that to his synagogue, a person who is violating Shabbat, he, he himself will kick him out from, from his synagogue because he's breaking Shabbat. And me, myself, for an example, most of my, my life I was not keeping Shabbat. Like the, the 20... I'm, I'm, I'm becoming too old. It's not the majority of my life already. But Baruch Hashem... So 20 years of my life, I was, not, uh, I was not keeping Shabbat. And 22 years of my life, I am keeping Shabbat. But if when I started to, to keep Shabbat, or when I was looking around, you know, sniffing around, maybe I'll keep Shabbat. I was not keeping Shabbat when I started to want to keep, keep Shabbat. If someone would kick me out from a synagogue because I was not keeping Shabbat, it might reject me completely and I wouldn't continue to try even to keep Shabbat in the future. You know, that reject, rejection that, that a person can... Oh, we, have, we have light issues here. The, the re rejection that a person is, uh, is experiencing might really affect his, uh, his, his future, you know. Not, not everyone are handling rebukes and rejection uh, very well. And um, and therefore that method of Bet Hillel is 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 been 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 uh, cho was chosen by the sages to be the main highway for for the halacha to be set for the generations to be more light and easier and patience with the people and less strict and aggressive with them and not to reject them so much so Rabbi Natan is saying that that argument between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai are, is in the aspect of the general arguments that there, the, that there are in every generation on the complete righteous people who are putting their mind and time to bring the spirits of the most forest people of them all closer to Hashem Barach, to the Creator. That many, many people are standing against those righteous people and, may, and also many of the big rabbis of every generation are arguing on them, fighting with them, because that Midat Hadin, 
that the trials and judgments are dressing themselves in those rabbis, in those teachers. And by that, the fact that, by that fact that into their hearts of those rabbis, nichnas tina belibam, comes a certain anger to their heart that it seems to them, to those rabbis, like that that person, that righteous man that is trying to bring the people who are the furthest of them all, it seems to their eyes that he's not acting properly and they're arguing on him, they're fighting with him. Like that we saw many, many times that it happened in the majority of the generations, in most of the generations it happened, and especially in our days, in Ikveta de Meshicha, in the generations who are very, very close to the days of the Messiah, of the Geula, of the Redemption, that the fights and arguments between the scholars is increasing, and especially on the real main righteous people who are putting their the, the most of their power on that top on that issue to bring the nation of Israel back to their source and to bring all the people who've been left behind that are far away to bring them closer back to Hashem Itbarach. And that is the aspect of the fight between the tribes and Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef the Righteous One. Because Yosef, he was in that aspect of the righteous men who were putting his mind to bring closer to Hashem Itbarach all the souls and all the spirits. He was like his name, Yosef. He was Mosif veholech haor bechol yom. He was increasing. The name Yosef in Hebrew, Yosef means he was adding. Mosif, Yosef, he will add. He was adding. He was increasing the light in each day and day. That's what he did. That every day he would find new ways to bring his siblings closer and closer to Hashem, to the Creator. And this is why it's written on him, on Yosef, that when he was 17 years old, he was Ro'e et Echav Batson. He was a shepherd, the shepherd of his siblings. Ro'e et Echav. They were shepherds of cattle, of animals, of goats, of sheep. But he was the shepherd of his siblings. Means that he was in the aspect of the leader of the generation. That in every place we can find that the Bible is calling the leader of the generation, Ro'etzon, a shepherd. And he was 17 years old. And 17's numeral value of the number 17 is equal to the word good, tov. And Yosef, he was good. He was 17, means he was good. Tov, you write in Hebrew, tet and vav and vet. Tet is nine, vav is six, and vet is two. So it's 15, and then two is 17. Total 17. So Yosef was 17, means that he was good. That his intention was good. This is why the verse is bringing that age of his, of him. And by that, for us to know that he was all good, that he had a good heart to everyone, and he was all good. And by that, he was able to bring everyone closer and closer to God, to Hashem. 
because he was finding, he found in the worst of the worsts of them all, good points inside of him. And by that he was bringing them all closer to Hashem Itbarach. And this is why it's written, You know that Jacob, Yaakov, our father, he had um, four wives, Rachel and Leah, Bilha and Zilpa. And Bilha and Zilpa, they were not exactly equal to Rachel and Leah. And their children were, so to speak, in a way, in a certain aspect, less important in the eyes of people than the children of Rachel and the children of Leah. Because Rachel and Leah were the chosen women that he chose to marry, but they had certain maids, and they gave those maids to Yaakov for him to have children with them as well. It was a common thing in their generation. Of course, that in our days it's it's a prohibition and also it's written in the Gemara and in the Midrash that Yaakov Avinu was crying to Hashem how can it be that I am doing something that in the future to come will be not allowed for a person to marry few women and for a person to marry two sisters and Hashem answered to him I have a great intention in that there is a purpose for that you need to bring out to the world the 12 tribes so Yosef, he was nar et bene bilha et bene zilpa. He, even though that he was the the he was the finest one of them all. Why? Because he was the son of Rachel. Yosef was the son of Rachel, and Rachel she was the most beloved wife of Yaakov. Yaakov loved Rachel more than he loved Leah, and therefore his children Yosef and Binyamin from Rachel are the most important in that way, that they are the children of Rachel. But he, Yosef himself, that he was the elder one, so he is the finest one. He is the one that came out of Rachel, and he's also the one that was the elder one from to that mother, so he was more important than Binyamin. But still, he was hanging out with Bene Bilha and Bene Zilpa. He was going to meet with those guys that were the less important ones. He was going and talking to them and sitting with them and cheering them up and playing with them. As a kid, he was sitting and learning with them and he was doing whatever he can for them to bring them back to their source. He would bring himself down to the ones who were the lowest of them all to uplift them and to bring them back toward the holy um, wisdom of his father Yaakov, like that it's written, Yaakov ve'Yosef kechada chashive. The verse is saying, "Ele toldot Yaakov, Yosef." Those are the children of Yaakov, Yosef, and then it's written immediately, Yosef. It doesn't start counting Yosef and this and that, and it just the verse is written in a way that he compares Yaakov to Yosef, Yosef to Yaakov. He's saying, Ele toldot Yaakov, Yosef. Means that Yaakov and Yosef are in one aspect. So Yosef had inside of his mind the true intention of his father Yaakov and the portrait of his face, the shape of his face, the face of Yaakov, of Yosef, was very, very similar to the face of Yaakov. He really, really looked like him. 
So we see that, ya- that Yosef, he had that in his mind. He knew exactly what is the purpose because he had it installed inside his heart because he was so cho- chosen and so pure in his heart that he knew what his father really wants. For him, that he is in the highest level of them all, to go down to those people who are now in the lowest level of them all and to bring them back to Hashem. We're talking about the children of Yaakov. We're not talking about outsiders. We're not talking about um, demons and ghosts and evil people, villains and, 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 and selfish. And No, we're talking about the, your siblings. We're talking about your sisters and your brothers. So that is the, the, this is mainly what I, I wanted to, to share with you. And there is much more to talk about this uh, wonderful topic. And I'm proud of you, for you, um, to follow and keep and maintain that light of patience and love and, and respect to all our siblings and loving everyone and, and embracing them and hugging them and allowing them and finding not only them, also ourselves, worthy um, to, be, to be treated properly. And every person should respect himself and understand that you are great, that you're amazing, that you're a child of Jacob, that you're a child of, of Jacob's uh, amazing, spiritual, beautiful, humble, modest women that were all uh, in such high level and, and, and elevated purity that were chosen as souls to be the mothers of the holy tribes, the tribes of Israel, the holy nation of, of, of God that have uh, been chosen to carry the news and the light of Hashem to the world for the world to be redeemed finally. And we are them and you are them and you should be proud of yourself and be happy and joyful and to just learn that the people that are attached to the light of Bet Shammai not always um, following a certain method or understanding even what they're doing, just that sometimes the evil inclination, the Yetzirah, is penetrating into their systems that it will be seen to their eyes like we're doing something wrong, like we are talking to people and, and having patience with them. So it seems to their eyes like we're doing something that is uh, that is uh, um, that is not um, uh, appropriate, but it, the truth is that that is the real will of of the Creator, and this is what really Hashem wants from us: not to let none of our siblings left behind, and to go and to gather them all, everyone from their places, no matter where they are, to learn how to bring them closer and to find ways how to affect them and how to touch their hearts for them to rise and to recognize inside of themselves that they are highly and most blessed and beautiful and chosen and worthy and and beautiful souls, children of God, children of Jacob. And may the light of Hashem shine upon us all and all our prayers will be answered in no time and will find a way to shine the light of truth to the whole world with no exceptions. Amen. Can you hear that song? Thank you.
Yeah. Uh-huh. 